Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and gentlemen. Yes, sir. In these conflicted times, we sometimes have to review the histories of great and noble battles. In the last minute, in case you haven't watched, we talked about the great sandwich battle, right? Mm. The Sandwich War of 1954. Today, I would like to explore... The Great Battery Bunny War of 1990. Oh, I was there for that. I, we, were, we were all there for that, right? We, we all remember this. Right? Just, just a little 30 years ago. What am I talking about? For those of you who are familiar with batteries in, in North America, there is the Energizer Bunny. It is the icon and mascot of Energizer Batteries. It's a pink mechanical toy rabbit wearing sunglasses that beats a, a bass drum bearing the Energizer logo. Here's the deal, what you might not know. The Energizer bunny was created as a parody of the Duracell bunny, which first appeared in television advertising in 1973 in its drumming bunny commercial, which I vaguely have memories of this. I was only like two or three years old. Mm. Um, so anyway, Duracell does this. They let the tra trademark lapse. And by 1988, Energizer's like, oh, we'll do a parody of this and we'll just take it on. What a lot of people don't know is in the rest is history, right? Energizer Bunny, everybody knows about that. Even, well, in, the, in North America, in South America, you know about it. You don't know about it in other places because what you've seen in other places are the Duracell Bunny. Because in this battle, there was a finally a confidential agreement made on January 10th of 1992, an out-of-court settlement where Ooh. Energizer continued to maintain the bunny as their mascot in the Americas, but outside of the Americas, Duracell gets to use the bunny. <laughs> wow. Somebody call Aaron Sorkin. There's another trial movie to be made. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and the walk and talks, because the bunny is walking. <laughs> right. And walking and drumming and they're like, wow. Look at that. What, Free what movie I... pitch right here on Minute 42 <laughs> of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us once again is Mr. C. Sarmento. Hey. Well, I, hey, I had to find out what happens with the omelet. You know, well, I, yeah, I come exactly. back, and, and plus, you know, I I'm getting my industry updates from from Rob. There's so much, you know, important business history that I do not know about that I that I have to be here to learn more because I'm very curious to see where we continue to go in the in the upcoming episodes. As as we are as well. <laughs> Uh, because uh, we we've seem to have uh, stumbled onto a reprisal of a, what seems to be a Marvel tradition. It's an awkward conversation, Rob. Oh, it, this it's really... not in a hallway. It's in the plane, but it's pretty similar. It's pretty just, awkward. Uh, for, those, for those of you who don't know, in season two of the Marvel Movie Minute, we had great fun with an awkward conversation that happened between Betty Ross and, and uh, Ed Norton's Bruce Banner. This here is we not, are again. It, yeah, we are again. <laughs> this whole minute is just a conversation between a conversation. Pepper and Tony. Just well, sitting it, in a plane, flying from talking, Monaco, talking. It's not, it, it's not an awkward conversation. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not setting us up with lots of exposition for something coming up. So I, I can't excuse the, oh, we need the info dump to this. Yeah. So it's, you know, so like, what is it, what is it trying to do for us? And is, is this the... Marvel, you know, cinematic universe equivalent of, well, we've got to do some character development with some talking, you know, it's like, and again, bring Aaron Sorkin in to do, to pump up this, this dialogue right. here, right? Yeah. I say, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an anti-dialogue person as I am a no. Sorkinite, uh, but oh boy, yes. <laughs> when you have to make a, you know, 15 to 20 minute podcast about it. <laughs> 
doesn't make it that. <laughs> there are some things. Okay, there are some things to talk about. Obviously, just overall, there is some development here of the character arc between uh, Pepper and Tony, and we'll yes. we'll get into that. But yeah. there is at the very beginning here, isn't there an issue with time? There so, seems to be. Yeah. The, it. It. So, what we've been led to believe is that. Tony, you know, woke up after the the battle, you know, in the hotel room in the in the Hotel de Paris, uh, you know, got dressed, went to the police station, you know, charmed his way in, got and had the conversation with Ivan, um, and then immediately drove and Happy was probably sitting out in the in the whatever car they could find because obviously the Phantom got destroyed. Oh, uh, yeah. So in a taxi, whatever it is. Uh, well, it's, it's Monaco, so come on. A limo. There's limos yeah, everywhere. <laughs> but the, the taxis are probably limos. <laughs> right. um, uh, and so it drove there and then met Pepper at the plane and then got on the plane and now we pick up three hours later. <laughs> so they've been in flight for at least three hours and haven't spoken a word to each other. Well, what I do know, and, you know, because I took, you know, detailed notes about what was on the screen in the previous minute, which mm-hmm. was 7.32 a.m. Pacific time is when we have that, that announcement on the TV. So I don't know what time zone they're in, but clearly it's daytime. They've been in the flight for, they've been in flight for several hours, unless Tony's being sarcastic. Again, is he a reliable narrator, you know, regarding that? But I know at least in the Pacific time, it's 7.30 a.m. I don't know where they are coming from, Monica, which way they're flying or where they're going. I'm assuming back to Stark Industries. I assume they're flying over the Atlantic. I mean, right? that would yeah. be the shortest way. But, but right. <laughs> so it's mid-afternoon. Mongolia now. Yes, I don't know. to so go over the top. <laughs> so it's mid-afternoon. So is this an appropriate meal to be cooking at that time of day? Hmm. Maybe that's our clue. Now that we've delved into the time aspect, is this, a bre- is this a breakfast in flight meal? Is this mm-hmm. is this brunch? Is it lunch? All these things are important questions we need answers to before we can determine <laughs> what exactly it is that Tony's put together. He might, although he might be a breakfast for dinner type of guy. I, this could be you know late afternoon, early evening. And he's bringing Brenner. I don't know. Come on, it- Justin Thoreau. Come on the show. <laughs> we want to ask you these questions. We'll we see need to know. Here's where it gets messed up is, you know, where she, you know, Pepper says, did you just make that? And he's like, yeah, where do you think I've been for three hours? Right. And I think, Steve, I think you're right. I think that's Tony being sarcastic because right. you think that was a joke. Yeah. yeah. Well, because here's why. I mean, where's the conversation go? You know, she immediately picks up on it. She's like, what yes. are you not telling me? First of all, right. she doesn't want to eat that thing. Well, she doesn't so want to she really turns <laughs> the conversation away, too. Exactly. <laughs> and she's um, a fool. And then he says, well, no, and then Tony's like, you know, I don't want to go home. Yeah. Let's cancel my birthday party. We're in Europe. Venice. Cipriani. I'm assuming he is talking about the Hotel Cipriani that's in Venice, Italy. Mm-hmm. If they took off from Monaco, right. going towards California, and they've been flying for three hours? <laughs> no. No. Like, they're not in no. Europe. You're not in Europe anymore. <laughs> no. No. International waters. But he's, I think he's saying, let's just flip the plane around. Okay. I mean, I mean well, we're, not that, we're not that far away. Right. Well, in his, in his suborbital airplane, which yeah. we, <laughs> we know this plane is fast. That just seems, I mean, that, that, but that just does seem odd. Like watching this with the, with the eye of the movie by minute magnifying glass, Mm -hmm. this just whole thing just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like at that point, I I don't know. I mean, if, if, if he's being literal in the three hour mark, well, they're nowhere near, they're gone. They're close. They're closer to the East coast than they are. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So they, the conversation continues on and he says, remember, and Pepper says, oh yes. So it's like, clearly they had some fun in Italy at some point in the last week. 
We, well, it's, uh, is, is it? They've been working together, right? So, is is it fun or is it is it t- typical Tony escapades where he did something <laughs> that, that Pepper had to bail him out of and clean up his mess again? I, I, it's like hard. It. It's a hard read line to read on that because it, I don't know if it's a personal moment that he's referencing or just he's trying to lighten the the mood again. But then he follows that up with, it's a great place to be healthy, which for me, then we, we get that focus of Tony, his, his concern for his health that's, that's in decline. And he's, he's like giving Pepper these little breadcrumbs a little bit, you know, if, if she could, but she's, she's not, she's not taking it. She thinks no. this is typical Tony, right? Yeah, because their company's in free fall at this point. Uh, she said, I don't think this is the right time. We're in kind of a mess. Like, you are aware of what just happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the driving? We, we got on the course, and they, he cut the car in half and threw the briefcase. Like, that was yesterday. Like, right. that happened. Uh, he says, well, yeah, but maybe that's why it's the best time. Because then we can... And Pepper says, well, I think as the CEO, I need to show up. So it's like, remember, you gave me this job. I'm going to do this job. And Tony says, as CEO, you are entitled to a leave. (laughs) A leave? A company retreat. A retreat during a time like this? I'm I'm just doing the whole scene. He's grasping. He's grasping. Yes. (laughs) Just a ride. He says, well, I'm just saying to recharge our batteries and figure it all out. And then, the of course, batteries. The yeah, here and, and Pepper gets the mic drop. She says, "Not everybody runs on batteries, Tony." So the whole scene was a build up to that line, yes. right? Of basically, it, it seems yes. like that they, they reverse engineered it to get to that yes. point. Yeah, I, I think so. Of you know, we're going to do this whole play on you know batteries recharging, Tony's you know yeah. failing health, and this whole idea that you know again he's powered by his you know source, which you know is an important aspect of his character. But yes, then also I think the other the other piece of it is just Tony's you know continuous you know, enthusiasm and energy for, for things that he's always a go, go, go type of, of uh, person. And I think it's, you know, Pepper saying that, look, some of us have to take time to deal with things. He's always moving forward. Like the Energizer bunny. He's just yeah. beating his drum, moving forward. And exactly. let's, let's oh. keep going. He doesn't have time to look back at stuff. He just moves forward. I don't want to deal with that mess. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's move forward. He doesn't deal with, with that right now, and even even more so now, I think with his deteriorating health, he's he's full, he's looking very much at the the near and present you know time of this is what I've got to deal with. I don't I don't have the time. I don't have the luxury of time to deal with cleaning stuff up. I got to take care of now. This is why it's nice to have professional podcasters on because that was a callback. You see what he did there? Like, yes, I was just going to say, Steve, what a gentleman and a scholar you are to bring it all together. It makes me want to stop the episode right there, but I'm not going to because I have more to complain about. So there's two. I see there's two problems with this this scene. Okay, one is that because this is a traditionally written scene, it sounds fake. Because what we've seen yes. all them all the way through is the little bicker banter, blah, 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 back yeah. and forth, yeah. over talking each other kind of stuff. And this is a traditional scene. My line, your line, my line, your line, which doesn't really feel like what we've seen in the in the previous film and all up to now. So it's 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 the the rhythm of it is kind of off, which 
maybe intentional because it's like we're in a very different place emotionally. But the second problem with it is placement because you've just come off of the Tony Ivan scene, which, as I had said before, is probably the best scene in the movie that's not an action scene, and this just pales in comparison. Like, you just saw two actors going toe-to-toe having this amazing thing, and now it's the same thing. Two actors going toe-to-toe, and it's just arguing about going on vacation and not eating a, an omelet. Yeah, so there's there's no stakes in this in this no. we don't have the typical Tony, you know, stepping on Pepper's lines and all that of sort of like overwhelming her personality because I think, you know, I'm assuming he's trying to be a little bit more respectful in, in this relationship because yeah. of, you know, his 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 health failing, but it, again, then it, it feels flat because we don't have that typical dynamic energy between the two and you're right coming off of the the prior scene now this just really falls flat when we would expect all the sparks between pepper and tony and we don't even have that to to power us through to and we i think again we're left with the wah wah battery uh, line at the end of yeah. like okay let's let's Ugh. yes <laughs> okay yeah, I, I mean i understand we're coming off of an action scene just to right. happen so sure. i'm not saying that the plane should explode like i'm fine with let's all calm down and let's talk to each other for a while but when there's just there, it's a it's a nothing scene like this could have been eliminated from the movie and it would have been fine. No. Yes. N- no. What, why? Why? Okay. Seriously. Tell us, Rob. Tell what us. is the whole point? Let me. This is again why I love this movie. Here's the deal. <laughs> the theme of the the theme of this scene is vulnerability, and it is vulnerability across the board. Pepper's vulnerability is, is that hey. I am now the one in charge. I am the one, my entire reputation, my credibility, all of it. I am a woman in this position. All of this matters. I'm frustrated. I'm vulnerable because now I care about this and I still care about you, Tony. Tony's vulnerable in that. Yeah. He knows he messed up. He knows he messed up with consequences that affect pepper way. will will continue to affect her long after he's gone. If he believes that he's going to be a short timer here on top of that, he is concerned about everything because now he does know that his, he's not the only game in the, in the world, right? There's other people doing this. He knows that the sharks are now coming. He knows someone knows his secret that he didn't think anyone else knew. That is all vulnerability. That's what plays out here. And you also need to have the mechanism of, okay, you, you got to foreshadow the birthday party because mm-hmm. now you know the birth because the birthday party is a pivotal <laughs> scene we will talk about later <laughs> obviously which i know but it, it has to be mentioned it has yes. to be put in there i i really think that this is a good i like this scene i don't i think it's a very natural conversation to be honest i think even in relationships and steve you don't know this early on in the movie we, we went to a great big conversation dive uh, between oh, Tony yes. and Pepper, this continues that conversation. So when you say, "Oh, but it's it's out of whack from the conversation," no, it's a conversation between two people who have an attraction. They care cool. about each other. Yes, they did this crazy fighting, but now something blew up, and now they're kind of like both just sitting in stillness with each other and saying, "Wow, I recognize this is a mess." And 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 I think Tony is showing incredible vulnerability because. Here's something now he's, he's what he's proposing in all this. And the whole purpose of the scene is he's proposing something. You never hear Tony say, Tony Stark say, I want to run away. I just want to retreat, retreat in the actual word. I'm I'm surrendering. I rather would honestly, if I'm going to die, I would just rather spend it on a, on a, on a, you know, a side of a a shore looking at the sunset with you. So I'm elaborating a little more than so. So in this situation, Tony is Eliza and, 
Uh, Pepper is Alexander Hamilton trying to get his plan through Congress, and she's and he's saying, <laughs> "Take a break." <laughs> I have to as get soon as you said Congress. this, as you started that, I knew where you were going. I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" I, I, he said Eliza, and I went to Henry Higgins, and I was uh-huh. wondering really where know, this is going. I have to like pause there, so people would be like, "What Eliza is he?" And then, boom! Hit you with the Hamilton, and that's the scene done right. And like that scene, you know, is is like you know he has a chance to to go off with his wife. It's it, there's even one version of that where it's possible that she's offering a threesome. Depends how you want to interpret that scene. And how Alexander's like, no thanks. I want to go back and, and uh, hang out with a bunch of dudes and, and write some papers. Steve, we just hit, we just broke new ground on the Marvel movie. Yes, oh, I, that, that is not my theory. I ever heard that before. And even I think even Lin Manuel like implied that. Like, is is that really what he's saying no to? I think this is fine. I think this is a perfectly fine scene. No, well, that's the thing. Is it's perfectly fine, and I think that's <laughs> it's perfectly. Hey, Iron yes. Man two, it's perfectly, it's perfectly fine. Oh yes. no! Just <laughs> look at she's got. You got to have the birthday party. You got to know yes. that they both okay. feel bad, and you mm-hmm. got to know that you got to get the line in on not every runs on batteries because wow, that's ultimately at the end of the day. That's the comment that she makes saying to him, not realizing that, hey, Pepper, the battery is what's killing him. Obviously, the point of this scene is, is that Tony should just tell her. He should just be honest. Again, he wants to run away. He doesn't want to break that full vulnerability of actually fessing up what is actually going on to the person that he actually really cares for. So you're saying that the omelet or whatever meal he prepares is actually representative of him because part of it is burnt out and useless and the part of it is still healthy and good and slowly the, the the disease is creeping along and so that represents how he feels right now which is not all good part of it is really burnt out and done right and that's that's what he's putting on a plate to her of this is who i am and she rejects it she won't have anything to do with it right and because she, she wants to get back to business you're amazing and that's the sprig of parsley on that thing just <laughs> So put his if you're a fan of, of awkward yes. conversations, there's no better place to have them than on Facebook. And we have our own Facebook group. <laughs> it's called the Marvel Movie Minutes Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. You too can post the pictures of your own ugly breakfast foods, uh, and we'll have awkward conversations about them and misrepresent our own tones and not know what everyone is trying to say. Because a, that's what Facebook is for, right? It's a place that you can come and be vulnerable. That's right, and do so no, in our actually, executive no, lounge do away from the from the, <laughs> the, the wild worst. tribulations on the rest of Facebook. Uh, even Zuckerberg doesn't care what happens in the lounge. Come and join us. Facebook.com slash groups slash the next reel. So the conversation has finally come to an end, uh, and so we will continue on as the as the rest of the plot picks up here in minute 43. Promise, uh, even though this scene is not over, the conversation is, but we're going to keep on talking, so do not miss it. Enough said. Bye.